I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck has foils and attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. There's nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott! Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd Alert! Hello there, it's Obi-John Kenobi, your favorite host in all of podcasting. And that squeaky chair means one thing. It's your weekly nerd alert, uh, coming to you from the Obi John Cave. <clears throat> Joining me this week, my stalwart right hand man, the resident expert on all things guns, beer, and titties, making his triumphant return, Julian. I know you hoped I quit, but I didn't. <laughs> I was on hiatus. I got furloughed from the show. And now I'm coming back <laughs> just to get my benefits, and then I'll probably be furloughed again. So <laughs> here I am. I know nobody's missed me, but whatever. somebody missed you. Not us, but somebody. Somebody, yeah. My grandmother, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, we're here to break down probably the biggest news to hit the world of geekdom because that's what the show is all about. We're going to break down all the big announcements and news from DC's fandom. Which took place about a week ago at the time of this recording. Can we talk about how stupid that name is? Yeah, uh, it, it's a little punny. Uh, and, and they they drove it home when the, uh, the the hub between all the panels was a digital dome. Like, yeah, yeah, we get it, guys. Well, it's almost as bad as WWE doing the Thunderdome with all the virtual <laughs> fans. Yeah. Which somebody put up Chris Benoit oh, in no. the crowd. <laughs> uh, I mean, there was a litany of other asinine and idiotic things that happened but that, that was the one yeah. that i can mention without being yeah no i watched too uh, silly i watched most of that it was it was interesting to see them try to figure out a way to get fans in the audience but yeah. at the same time it's like those have all got to be on like a 20 second delay yeah and there was a producer a sea of dicks yeah there was a producer like uh giving them clues yeah. and clues of like who to give thumbs up to and i understand it's a manufactured project it's all choreographed i get it God damn, it's just sometimes it's so hard to watch when there's not, like, organic fans exactly. in the crowd. Yeah. So. Or wrestlers not wrestling beating on plexiglass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do I do love trying to figure out who all the NXT yeah. people are in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite part is playing NXT bingo. Shotzi Blackheart, though. I can pick her out every there time with the green hair. God, she's so hot. Well, stupid punny name aside, I think everyone's kind of in agreement. Fandom went over pretty well. Uh, Content-wise, they had a lot of cool stuff to share. Uh, and, and the execution of it went pretty well. I mean, it, it, anytime you're getting people together on Skype, things can get awkward. Uh, obviously, some of these panels were edited down a bit, especially at the Suicide Squad panel where they brought the entire freaking cast out. There were like 18-some people on a Skype call at one point. Now, granted, yeah, it's all edited down, but uh, things went pretty well. Um, so we're going to break down each of the big panels for you, 
give us our thoughts on it. Uh, and uh, I'm just going to start from the top. So um, probably the thing I am most excited for, because they keep teasing it, we were supposed to get it in June. It's currently scheduled for November. I know a guy who knows a guy who thinks it's probably going to get pushed to December. <clears throat> Talking about Wonder Woman 1984, the savior of the DC Universe. Wonder Woman's finally coming back, maybe. Um, we got a new trailer. And the big thing is we got a glimpse of Cheetah as Cheetah, which is uh, pretty cool. It feels like they're going to go both uh she has the powers and then by act three she's become the half person half cheetah thing uh cool way to go because that character has been done a lot of different ways in the the time she's been a character uh she literally started as a lady in a cheetah suit Mm -hmm. and that was about it so she's come a long way since then uh julian thoughts on the trailer starting with cheetah like my only question is i couldn't really tell like can you see your nipples? <laughs> Does she have eight nipples no, as this, a cheetah? This isn't cats. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like, it, the CGI already looks better than cats. <laughs> but it, they didn't do the animated version where she's half cheetah, so she's got fur, but she still wears clothes, which I thought, I don't know. I'm still up in the air about it. I'm still up in the air about Kristen Wiig as a villain, though. Like, I know that a lot of people have, like, really revitalized their careers, like John Travolta being the biggest one by turning around being a bad guy. Uh and she's obviously traditionally known for being a comedian. Um, I just, it looks good, but I mean, it's the same kind of thing as fuck even Ghostbusters too. It's like, oh, you got the little nerdy guy that's over in the corner, and then he's granted some form of power, and now all of a sudden he tries to become a badass. Obviously, we know how that worked out in Ghostbusters too. But uh, <laughs> well, <clears throat> she, I mean, it looks cool. Like my favorite part of the entire thing. Besides uh, Chris Pine being hilarious, is uh, <laughs> that American flag fanny pack? How bad do you want that? Oh, I, yeah, I'm buying it. There ain't no doubt. Ain't no and parachute pants. Uh, <laughs> He's bringing the, them back. The best thing I thought was how they've actually incorporated the lasso into being more than just the truth lasso. Mm-hmm. Like she can wrap people up, she can grab fucking lightning with it. Like there's no invisible jet, which we all know would have been lame. But well. They still could do it, but so, yeah, they, they, they give she us, does get into a jet. They give us Steve Trevor and her in a jet talking about uh, the way I fly, no one will see us, and oh, I forgot to tell you, radar is a thing now. Yeah, so, so like, I feel like we're maybe planting some seeds. I yeah. feel like we're, maybe not this movie, but maybe one more movie till we get that invisible jet. I don't know if it'll be invisible, I think it'll be a stealth. It'll be stealth. It'll yeah, be a cool, yeah. like, F-114 or something, it'll be pretty cool, but... The fact that she can, like, literally, like, pull a Metallica and ride, ride the, the lightning. lightning. Fuck yeah. Like, God, that was a missed opportunity, not playing Metallica <laughs> in the background. I, I mean, I understand you want to say with music from the late 70s, early 80s, but come on, man. Somebody needs to redub that with just a little bit of Metallica um, in the background. I'm excited. I'm uh, they gave us, and, and here's my thing is, this movie keeps getting delayed uh, for various reasons, mostly lately because of the fucking pandemic, but... I'm at, like, fever pitch. Like, I'm right on the line of, you've already got my ticket sold. As soon as they go online, I'm buying it. Don't show me anything else. Like, we're, the, yeah. the further this keeps getting delayed, the more stuff they're putting in trailers. And I'm like, I don't want to know anymore. And, and I'm, I'm glad they're still holding um, Maxwell Lord. Uh, I can't think of his name now, the actor. Uh, the the Mandalorian. Um, if you had Pedro Max- Pascal. Pascal. Yeah. <clears throat> I like that they're still keeping him close to the the chest. Yeah. We're not getting a big reveal. But we're getting a, some little more hints at 
what exactly Maxwell Lord is in this incarnation because he's he's taken on that character's evolved a lot through the comics. Um, he's granting wishes. He may or may not be the president, uh, or he works in the 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 White House or something. Uh, I, I, again, I don't really know, and I'm happy to not know. Yeah, I mean, I'm really getting the vibe of he almost feels like Bolivar Trask from okay. you know the Marvel universe. I don't know why, but I just got that same thing. Like when Peter Dinklage was given the the speech about the Sentinels to like I don't know SecDef and everybody else uh-huh. and the President back in first class, I got that same feel. Like he's promising all this crap, but then he's going to actually bring out something that well, and that disrupts reality almost. Yeah, so. uh, all but confirmed he's going to be why uh, Steve Trevor is back or how Steve Trevor is back because that's been the big question we've all been asking is, you know, does she go to like the underworld and pull him out? Cause that's the thing from Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, is it, is it, you know, like he's brought back to life temporarily. How, how is this happening? It looks like it's going to be a Maxwell Lord thing. And I would guess in the third act when we figure out how he's granting everyone's wishes and one woman goes to stop that, it's going to cost her Steve to do that. Yeah. It almost feels like, a binding spell or some bullshit Something. like from the order whatever that bullshit Netflix it's actually pretty good I'm not saying bullshit but uh, <laughs> for teen dramas about werewolves it's pretty good uh, but yeah it's almost like their souls are joined or something so if he dies then Steve dies and somehow <laughs> yeah. she's not going to be able to save both or some shit I got a feeling that's going to happen um, but it looks like that's also how they're explaining away how um, Barbara Minerva goes from being dopey scientist to the various it looks like she's going to kind of evolve and then end up being the full-on cheetah i'm um, calling it right now it's in a it's a, an enchanted egyptian dildo okay that's that'd what be, it is that'd be one way to go um let's see looking at my notes to make sure i didn't leave anything you didn't have no, dildo written down did you i did not okay uh, <laughs> that's a julianism that's why we have you <laughs> uh but no, I, i'm i'm very excited for this movie Nothing I've seen has made me go, mm, maybe not. Uh, I love the little tease we get of a flashback of, it looks like it's a, a, a contest on Themyscira, and you get that opening shot where it pans across all the contestants, and then they have to like pan down, because Diana's competing, but she's like 10-year-old Diana. I love that. It's very Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, or not the Chamber, <laughs> the Golden... The Triwizard Tournament thing. The Triwizard Tournament, yeah, the Golden Goblet or whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, it very it feels much like that. Like she's just gonna weasel her way into it and then win. And, and I wonder if, if that's. I mean, I'm expecting it to be a nod to, and uh, one of the versions of her origin uh, to become Wonder Woman to leave Themyscira and be the ambassador of the Amazons. There was a contest held, and she had to compete in secret so her mom wouldn't know it was her until she won. So I feel like it's it's kind of a nod to that a little bit. Again, I have no idea for the context of that, um, but it looks cool. And I love just, it, again, it's a cool character moment of even at the age of whatever, like 9 or 10, uh, she was just that stubborn and and, and that badass that mm-hmm. she could then compete with the rest of the Amazons. So. Yeah, it's going to be some hot girl-on-girl action. She's after whooping everybody's ass. <laughs> and at the end of the day, isn't that what we all want? Exactly. The only thing, my only question is, is she's got the golden armor, which is awesome. Yep. But then she just shakes off the wings. I feel like she could have saved the wings. Like, the I feel wings like- are costly CGI. I get that. And they're bulky when you're in a fight. I don't know. But, I mean, if they can <laughs> afford to do it on Lucifer, then they can fucking do it in 1984. Uh, no, I'm just I'll... interested to see how that armor plays out. Like, where does she get it? Because the whole thing about the first movie was the God Killer sword, which ended up mm-hmm. being a hoax mm-hmm. because she was a God Killer. So now, like, what is 
the myth behind this I mean, armor. if I wrote it, it's a gift from Hephaestus because she needs armor to go into the third act. But I, I didn't write it, so I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, but no, that's my thing. Is like, I'm, I'm hyped. I'm really excited. Don't show me anything more. Do not put any new footage into trailers. Like, let this be it. Um, save something for the actual game day. Exactly. Um, I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah. And like you said, I, I'm going to avoid any more trailers. I think this was enough. Like, just like you said, I'll be there first yeah. night. You're just... Open the fuck... Send it. Yeah. I know, understand that, like, movie theaters are operating at, what, 50% capacity, and you're trying to maximize profits and everything else. Fucking Wuhan, they're having pool parties, man. Just release it. You're going to make <laughs> <Yeah>. your money. <clears throat> yeah. I was at the theater today, man. You're like, you're going to get my money, guys. Uh, I'll see it multiple times. I'll make up for the, the drop in ticket price. Uh, next, we're going to jump to the thing I think people have been anxiously awaiting to see anything for. Um, the Batman currently released in question mark 2021 and not just because it has the riddler but we don't know uh legit don't know sometime next year maybe probably not i yeah. bet that it gets pushed to 22 they've considering they've only filmed about according to the director 25 percent and i know they're supposed to be going back to production this week or next week or sometime in the not too distant future but again to what capacity they can open back up production and what all is yet to be filmed, I have no idea. So it could very well not be till 2022. Well, if they go into a bubble like the the fucking NBA dipshits, then they can do it. I mean, as long as they're... Who the fuck knows? As long as Twilight started working out again, I think we're fine. Uh, well, let's, let's jump right on that then. So this is our first look at uh, Robert Batman. Pattinson <laughs> as Batman. Because it's in, you know, there's a long history of, of Batman casting decisions and fans rallying against them and then being proven totally wrong. Um, Michael Keaton was hated when they first cast him. Heath Ledger was hated when they first cast him. From the looks of this, I think Robert Pattinson's going to make it a hat trick because I didn't see anything in this that made me think, oh, it's going to be terrible. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be like a weird because what did they say? This is like year two of him being the Batman, mm-hmm. so it's not going to be an origin story. So it's not going to be like the weird. Uh, I'm going to cry and then it's maybe not a, kill yeah. Joe Chill and it's maybe not or whatever, like being a little bitch. Uh, but I think... I, I'm still kind of weird. I'm, I'm perplexed. I'm not really perplexed. I'm more interested by the dynamic between him and Gordon because Gordon's obviously still just a... He's either a lieutenant or a captain. And he's wor- like he's just openly out working with the cops. Like for the longest time, there was always that secret relationship yep. that he would call on him when he needed him. But he never like openly operated within the realm of the police and the FBI. But then we did get a little bit of that in, what, Dark Knight. Um, but still, I mean, it's just it's yeah. weird. He's supposed to be the vigilante that everybody's chasing, but in this movie they just seem to well, fully it's also, embraced it. That scene also confused. We're, we're, uh, the scene we're talking about is from the trailer is when uh, the detectives are all standing around in a room where I'm assuming a murder's taking place, and the camera pans to Batman as Gordon's handing him a note left for him. It's weird to see Batman standing in someone's living room with the lights on surrounded by cops like that's just that will never mesh in my mind and it's really weird because matt reeves when he was talking about um uh, the story uh mentioned yeah he's in his second year and he's still gaining his trust with the police department there are still people who don't think he's real it's like well he was fucking standing in a room surrounded by cops 
in broad, not daylight, but all the lights were, like, he wasn't even hiding in the shadows, so... And you're telling me, like, this is set in modern day, because they came out, everybody mm-hmm. thought it was going to be a 90s movie, but it's set in modern day, and none of these fuckers had a camera phone? You know, there's some asshole, it's... like, the forensic techs over in the corner, like, snapping pictures, I'm like, hey, I got him. Yeah, that didn't quite gel with me, um, but everything else in the trailer looked pretty cool. I, I, I liked, uh, let me go through my notes, um... So, we got a bunch of characters that we didn't quite realize until people started going through it frame by frame. Catwoman um, looked good. Looked like a cat burglar. Uh, the Penguin, uh, who doesn't like to be called the Penguin. He's Cobblepot. Um, which people did not even recognize until people were going through the trailer, like, uh, shot by shot, frame by frame. We're like, wait a minute. Is that uh, Colin Farrell? Is That is Colin Farrell. Jesus Christ, how much makeup is he wearing? What's bad is that Colin Farrell in makeup looks like Val Kilmer does in real life right now, oh, which is he sad. Does. Um, we heard the voice of Paul Dano playing the Riddler. We didn't see him. We saw Gordon. We heard the voice of Alfred. Uh, we again didn't see him. But again, they only have twenty five percent of a movie, so uh, and it, and I don't want them to show everything in the first trailer. I'm still kind of uh, by saying that, like I still don't know if that. If Paul Dano was the guy that had the duct tape mask on, like obviously the one dude's dead, but the other guy has a mask on, he's like doing all the lies and shit. Mm-hmm. Like I wonder if that's going to be a fake out. Like I wonder if that's really going to end up being Clayface or some bullshit. Could be. I just feel like yeah. they're cramming way. So obviously the Joker, you just had the Joker by himself, and I understand that that's in the multiverse and it's not actually in this universe. But you had one, not real hero, but you had one villain, and then in this movie, you've got like. Nine villains. So it makes me really feel like Batman and Robin. They're just cramming as well, many people into it as possible. The story that I think is, is going to be the most directly, not tied into, but most like um, uh, the same thematically, is um, The Long Halloween, which is a 12-issue run of Batman that is very much a detective story. And in the course of solving this case... Batman follows lots of dead ends that lead him to lots of other villains that, again, end up being dead ends and, you know, they're there for an issue or two and then we move on to the next suspect. So I think if they're if they're doing it smart, which I think they are, it's, it's they're, they're going to use that format as a way to start building out their Batman universe within one movie by introducing several villains, even though they're not all central to like the main plot. It's, it's going to be, you know, something will lead him to Cobblepot and he'll we'll spend some time with Cobblepot. Something will lead him to a thief and that'll bring him to, to Catwoman. Ultimately, he'll circle back around to Nigma. Uh, but we can introduce lots of characters that way and flesh out our universe um, in one movie <clears throat> without having all of them, like, sit together in a room and plot against Batman, that kind of shit. Um, I think that's the way they're going. The tone looks very much like Seven mm-hmm. or some kind of uh, uh, mystery movie, which is cool because that's an aspect of Batman the movies really haven't do- um, taken a, a, a nosedive into is Batman as a detective. Um, but definitely not letting up on the action. Uh, there's the what I call the uh, Call Me Edward One More Time <laughs> beatdown. Uh, where he just wails on that guy, uh, like, to, to an obscene amount. Like, holy shit, he's dead already. Stop punching him. Uh, but I love that. I love the rage and the intensity. Uh, and that is definitely directed to fans who keep calling him Twilight Guy. And it's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> Watch a movie made after 2008 or whenever that franchise stopped. Yeah, he's a fantastic actor. I don't, I'm don't. I'm going to take anything away from him. He'll just always be what's-his-nuts <coughs> from Twilight. Just like Kristen Stewart will always be that bitch from Twilight. But 
regardless, yeah, it looked it looked cool. And then whatever, like the Charger or Roadrunner, whatever car from Fast and the Furious that they borrowed, <laughs> uh, actually looks pretty cool. Through a jet engine in the back of yeah, and it makes it, it's starting to make more sense. You know, we had all these complaints about what the fuck is this stupid car? And like, is he just figuring shit out? And blah blah blah. And it makes sense that this is like year two. Like, I, I do like how we're jumping into a different point of Batman's life. Like, obviously. We had the origin stories with Batman Begins, and, you know, uh, we were already kind of in the middle of it with uh, Batman 1 and 2. Not really in the middle, but it, more of an adult Batman. And like, I feel like we're in, like, he's like 27, 28, sure. maybe. Yeah. So, uh, now that's, I, think, I think it's an interesting timeline to jump into. And that's my only real complaint about the movie, as of right now, again, having only seen the trailer. Um, I'm going to get nerdy, because we're doing this show. So... It all looks good. Nothing in this looks inherently bad. Mm-mm. But one thing that doesn't have me excited is I don't really see anything in this we haven't already seen in a Batman movie somewhere else. The whole idea of he's just becoming Batman, that's every fucking Batman franchise. Going mm-hmm. back to Keaton. Yes, he's already Batman. We don't go through like uh, chronologically the origin story like uh, Batman Begins and Dark Knight do. But he's... Early in his career as Batman, people don't know if he's real or if he's an urban legend. Uh, the newspapers are trying to follow. Like we've seen all that before. Uh, we, we've seen that that version of Batman where he's he's again. It's not necessarily nuts and bolts of how did he get started, but he's early in his career. I get that. We've seen that. I've seen that a ton. What I've never seen, with like one small caveat is an already established Batman, is already up and running, already has a rogues gallery, already has a backlog of cases he's solved and criminals he's fought. And that's the one thing I loved about Batfleck, was that's the version of Batman they were trying to do with Ben Affleck. Is he's the grizzled veteran Batman. He's been there, done that, gone back and done it again. We weren't trying to set up a, oh he's young and learning his way it's like no he's he's done that he's got all the toys he's got all the scars he's faced all the rogues gallery before you just don't know about these stories yet but it's all background like it's all happened already that's as a comic book fan that's what i really wanted to see in a movie obviously it ultimately wasn't to be um so i'm hoping like i always do <laughs> that this franchise will fucking move on from the he's new and just getting started okay fine cool we've seen that before give me the batman who's already faced off with you know uh, poison ivy and joker and and all these characters and who's who's already got some time under the cowl give me just just take a fully created realized uh, uh batman universe and just drop me into it for a story i'll catch up people know batman we know his origin. We know that we get it. We get it. We've explored that. Just jump in, hit the ground running, give us the cool Batman story. I don't need to go through his origin or where he gets all his gadgets from or him gaining the trust of Gordon. I don't, I don't give a shit. Just give me a cool Batman story. Um, and now, again, I've only seen a two-minute trailer. I could totally be wrong. We'll find out, but uh, that's the only thing. And it's not again, not that anything individually in this trailer or from this movie looks bad. It all looks good. It looks like a, a good Batman movie, but conceptually, I'm not necessarily on board with the whole. Hey, it's a young Batman. Like, yeah, we've 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 done that. We've done that. 
Keaton's Batman in, in the first 89 Batman was just getting started. Uh, we ne- were never given a year of exactly how long he's been doing it, but we, we get the sense that it's, it's something new because everyone's still reacting to him like it's the first time seeing him. And then Batman Begins and The Dark Knight are all about the origin, and I was on board for that because to that point we'd never seen that fleshed out in a movie. But now we have, and... Batman Begins and Dark Knight are pretty good Batman movies. So it's like, okay, we've done that. We've definitively done that. Let's move on now. But we're back. Like, I was excited for the the Ben Affleck standalone movie with Deathstroke. That sounded badass. But that's not going to happen. Yeah, I feel bad for Joe Manganiello or whatever. Yeah, Because he was was fucking badass. Uh, And I mean, I agree 100% with what you said. And And the closest thing we've gotten to that was... Basically, last season on the multiverse crossover with uh, stupid, what's her dumbass name, Ruby Rose, when she Batwoman, yeah, when she went to find old Bruce, like yeah. old battered Bruce Batman, where Kevin Conroy actually played him in like live action, said just the voice, mm-hmm. where he's got like a mech suit because his back was broken by Superman, but he killed Superman in the process. Like he went through and killed like all the heroes and all the villains. Like there's nobody left but Batman. I was like, that's a really interesting universe. That's the one yeah. we want to know more about. Like, let's go back and revisit those battles and what broke Batman and when he went from, you know, uh, just being the Boy Scout and not hurting anybody too severely to go to where he's not exactly murderverse, uh, <laughs> Batfleck, yeah. but somewhere in the middle. And then what what flipped that switch? But I mean, I'm right there with you. Fuck it, like film the rest of it and let's see. Yeah, it can't, it can't be any worse than Batman and Robin. So I'll defend Batman and Robin. Uh, I, I won't. I'll let you that's do fine. that all on that's your own. Fine. The only re- uh, well, I won't even defend it because I'm Clooney. So <laughs> all I'm saying is, Batman in the eighty plus years he's been around has gone through a lot of weird shit. Um, zebra stripe Batman costume. That's a thing. Batman and Robin in a rocket on Mars fighting Martians. That's a thing. He's a very versatile character, and there's room for lots of interpretations. And that's my issue is. We've seen this interpretation, again, not this exact interpretation, but we've seen the young just getting started finding his way Batman in movies before. Mm-hmm. Give me the opposite end of that. Give me like, you know, like the animated movies where um, Under the Red Hood, the animated movie, still one of the best Batman movies, animated or live action, still one of the best Batman stories ever told, and that's a great adaptation of it. But they don't bother giving you holding your hand and walking you through a lot of backstory. They, they throw you into the story as it's happening, and they give you enough uh, contextual stuff of the story of Jason Todd uh, to follow along, and we're good. Mask of the Phantasm is the same way. It's like, exactly. He's already well-established. Um, Joker's in there, but he's not the main villain, you know? It's kind of this kind of same kind of thing. Like, there's a couple odds and ends. You, there's an illusion, and... Uh, but even that even that goes back to his origin even that movie can't help itself there are flashbacks to him becoming the Batman and again it's well done I'm not saying though that they're bad uh, that they did a bad job with his origin just we've seen it we know move on yeah and that's the one thing skipping back over to Marvel is that the one thing they did right with Tom Holland as Spider-Man is we don't need another fucking origin story like we know it like it's been the same way for all way like we know the fucking story Unless your story directly ties into that origin, we don't need to see it again. Exactly. Unless it's unless we're solving the mystery of Uncle Ben's death, we don't need to see Uncle Ben again. We get it. Yep. Um, same with Batman. But speaking of my tough, grizzled, been there, done that, got the t-shirt, Batman, our next topic, 
Might be my last shot. Uh, Batfleck coming back for Justice League, the Snyder Cut. Um, which, holy shit, I never thought this would happen. Well, it's not the last time we'll you're see right, Batfleck. You're right, you're right, you're right. We'll get to it. Put a pin in it, you're this right. This may be the last time we get to see him punch anybody, yeah. True. Um, it took a seismic shift in the entire Warner Brothers company for this to happen. But we are legit getting the Zack Snyder Cut of Justice League. I never thought this would happen. I didn't either, and I think Snyder catches a lot of shit. But I think 300 is in my top five favorite movies of all time. Uh, what's the other one? Um, starts with an S. About the girls in the mental institution. Oh, uh, Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. I think that's that movie is incredibly underrated. Like I remember talking to a few people about like, oh, it's stupid. They're just doing all this shit. I'm like, no idiots this is all going on in her head as she's being raped by all these people and they're like oh fuck that's way more that's way deeper and more disturbing than i originally thought i'm like yes Zack snyder he's like a better michael bay he he puts a little more thought into the projects and i just think i think he's a i wouldn't say a fantastic director but he's he's good he's very good he's better than i would be watchmen i don't care what you say is one of the best direct comic to movie adaptations ever made yes it is as good as you could ever hope a watchman movie will be fuck the goddamn squid uh exactly. i love the that movie fucking stupid Zack snyder i even I, I will even defend man of steel i thought man of steel was a good fresh start for superman mm-hmm. it was a good basement to build the character up on we just got distracted with all the because literally warner brothers wanted a, a marvel universe they didn't want to wait Zack Snyder made a couple of movies for DC that did pretty well. So this literally threw him the keys to the kingdom and said, here, make us a universe. And we, we, we were one origin movie in for Superman, and suddenly Batman's getting thrown in, and Wonder Woman, and Doomsday, and we're killing him off, and now we're out to Justice League, and it's like, whoa, guys, you skipped a lot of shit. Um, so I'm glad to see him get the chance to go back, because if you know anything about the production of Justice League, which is a really interesting story to follow, uh, when this movie was greenlit, it was greenlit as two movies. Justice League Part 1, Justice League Part 2. So, when they revealed that this is going to be a four-hour, or a four-one-hour miniseries, whatever you want to call it, uh, that will then get cut together as one big movie, that runtime doesn't intimidate me. Because, again, this is intended to be two movies. I've sat through all the extended versions of Lord of the Rings. I can do it. Like, I will have no yeah. issue. I'll use the Run P app. I will fucking go in there, and life will be fine. I like super long fucking movies. As long as they answer questions, they have a contingent or, like, a cogent plot. Like, as long as it makes sense and yeah. it doesn't just go off. As long as we don't go off and we have, basically, whenever Batman's hallucinating and he imagined, like, obviously, when he's wearing the trench coat and Superman becomes... The dark timeline. Yeah, yeah, whatever that. As long as we don't go off and that's two hours and then the rest of the movie's two hours, I'll be fine. I have a feeling that's what's going to happen. And there's there's but... a... There's a lo- and I, I'm with you because I've, I've always said this. I'm fine with movies having a long runtime as long as you've got enough story to fill that runtime. Yeah. And with all the characters being introduced, uh, we, we've seen... Batman and Superman, and we... Because, we, again, put yourself back in the mindset of we just had Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and then this. So, we've got Batman, we've got Superman, we've sort of established Wonder Woman, her movie came out and filled that in, but Flash, Cyborg, 
Dead Superman, Aquaman, those are characters we really haven't ever seen before. So this movie was intended to do the heavy lifting of at least introducing three major new characters. And as we've seen in this trailer, there's a lot more stuff uh, for those characters. We we see Flash uh, saving Iris. We see uh, Cyborg when he's still Victor Stone before he becomes Cyborg. We see, I guess, more of Aquaman drinking and hanging out on piers. Um, but we get, and I, I am assuming, a lot of the runtime is going to be filled in with, again, these are brand new characters we've never seen before coming into this point of the, of the DC Universe. They need some time. Mm-hmm. Um, and already lots of Superman. Seeing Superman in the black suit, which is interesting. Uh, I kind of hope he's not in it the whole movie, but it looks like he's going to be. Uh, I, I, the black suit's a cool nod, but I don't want to see Superman wearing a black suit the whole fucking movie because he's Superman. And my one complaint about all the Zack Snyder stuff is he tries to make everybody grimdark. And that's cool for Batman, but not for everybody. It's one nice thing I will say about the Joss Whedon cut of Justice League is we got to see Superman be Superman. He got to smile and crack jokes and be a little corny because Superman's a little corny. Um... But we've got fucking Darkseid is back in it finally, which is everyone complaining about a boring villain for Justice League. Yeah, Steppenwolf was never supposed to be the main villain. Imagine if they made Infinity War and then had to cut it down and your main villain for all of Infinity War was uh, Ebony Maw, the Squidward guy. Imagine we we made him the main villain. Forget Thanos. We'll make him the main villain. Ebony Maw would have been better than that other idiot who gets his arm chopped off by... uh... Obsidian Black, yeah, yeah, the big yeah. one, the yeah. big dude, like the, their Hulk, yeah. yeah. But no, I see exactly what you're saying. No, it, because in the comics, what Steppenwolf is Darkseid's father, creator, uh, it's or like something. His lieutenant. He's like he fucks a mother box, and then here comes Darkseid <laughs> or something. And uh, then, like in this one, yeah, now he's like a lieutenant or a general or whatever. It's like either way, Darkseid is badass. Just watch any of the uh, the animated movies that have Darkseid in it. They're all fucking awesome. Even yeah. the newest one that had uh, Constantine in it, for the most part, yeah. was fantastic. Like, Darkseid is a bad-ass fucking character. Like, he could probably kick the shit out of Thanos. Because they're, obviously, Thanos was modeled after him. They're very, yeah. 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 But, Excuse seeing Steppenwolf uh, come in and get his ass kicked, and then maybe Darkseid, like, probably beat the shit out of Superman... Uh, to create Dark Superman, basically, in the, the Dark Timeline. Like, it's going to happen. Like, we're going to see all that shit that we were wanting, whether we want it now or not. Uh, but I'm fucking down. It, like I told you when we were watching the trailer, like, the fact that they put Hallelujah in there and yeah. the background music just cracks me up. Because so, now all I can think about is Night Owl banging Silk Spectre in the owl ship. Uh, yeah. Every time I think about that song, my butthole gets wet. Yeah. Thank uh, you, Zack Snyder. <laughs> But no, like, it's just, it's so narcissistic and self-serving, but I, I love it because, basically, this is the power of the fucking internet. Like, people yes. kept complaining and bitching about it and saying, we want it, we want it, we want it, and finally, HBO or Cinema, whoever it was, HBO, HBO. Max, yeah, they finally ponied up, what was it, like the $60 million uh, uh, to get it? A corporate buyout, uh, it was AT&T purchased uh, HBO and Warner Brothers, and now it's all bundled under one company, and with that came new heads of all the main departments and it took that literal that change in in heads of the studio to finally get them that and hbo launching its own streaming service and needing content to be like hey there's this thing fans keep you know giving a shit about and saying they want 
how much would it cost to finish this movie? How much would it cost to pull all the footage out, get it finished and color corrected? Because uh, they're not filming anything new. They're, they may. It sounds like some of the actors may be coming back to do ADR because it sounds like some things may not have been finished because it got cut when they were slicing it down to one movie. Um, but we're not filming any new footage. We're finishing effects. We're adding post, um, and then obviously cutting it all together. Um, so yeah, I think sixty million was the number they threw out for what it would take to finish all the effects and, and get it all polished and looking like a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and for that, we're getting a thing that, again, is the biggest, like you said, the biggest fan internet movement that I can think of is the Snyder Cut. And I never thought we'd see the day, but, again, the stars align just right uh, for this thing to happen. And I'm excited for it because I, I enjoy the weird Frankenstein version of Justice League we got. I think it's not a good movie by any means. It is the most obviously edited to fucking back movie I've ever seen. Um, but there are glimpses of a of a cool, fun Justice League movie. And if nothing else, it makes you question, well, what was it supposed to be? Was that scene supposed to go on longer? Is that referencing something I'd like? That you, you can tell it's a cut-down story. So I'm excited to see not only that get fleshed out but the original director getting to make the movie exactly how he wanted to love or hate Zack Snyder's take on the DC universe at least give him the chance to finish it I'd love to see Zack Snyder just give uh, Joss Whedon a wedgie like on like a TikTok or something like just kick his ass like I know he's been he's been railroaded because of all the Me Too shit and like evidently he's a terror on set but uh, it's just funny that everybody thought Joss Whedon was going to come in and fix everything, and then turns out that's not what we wanted. He gets a lot of shit, man, but anybody who got the task of, hey, fix this, was going to be fucked. Because, I mean, again, from the get-go, this was supposed to be two movies. They then decided to cut those down. And literally, it's like, hey, take all this footage, cut it down to one two-hour movie. And even, they, a, again, Whedon came in and was like, okay, well, I can do this, but we've got to shoot some stuff to connect some of this shit together. And so, yeah, that, that, again, you watch the movie and you can clearly tell what scenes were Joss Whedon's because it's a Joss Whedon tone. His dialogue is very distinctive. And then you can blatantly tell from scenes, oh, okay, this is a Snyder scene. Oh, this is a Joss Whedon scene. Like, it's anybody you brought in to, to try to fix the mess Warner had made at that point was going to be fucked. So I don't blame Joss Whedon for it, uh, especially because it sounds like he took it because he wanted to do a Bat, uh, Batgirl movie. And that all fell apart because Justice League flopped. But whatever, he got a paycheck. He doesn't give a shit. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited, too, and I'm glad that the internet saved this movie or brought it to light. Now, if we could just get to work on the fifth season of Metalocalypse. <laughs> because they're like Brendan Small uh, had already like written everything and maybe recorded some of the music. Oh. So we just need to get... Or it's already been animated, but it just hasn't been... It was never released. And I That's guess the people that, like... TNT or whoever owns it now, we're just like, nah, fuck it. So, uh, oh, come on, we, nerds, Metalocalypse. <laughs> One last thing before we move on. Uh, it also looks like we see scenes of the Flash moving through some kind of weird space, uh, and there seems to be either it's him time traveling, which would make that scene in Batman via Superman make some kind of fucking sense, or is that him inside the Speed Force, or is it both? I don't know, but it gets me excited. Uh, again, more cool corners of the DC universe to to play in and explore. 
And if nothing else, Zack Snyder has always got a really interesting visual style. Yes. Uh, his movies are, again, you can you can put a Zack Snyder movie in, hit mute, and still be able to follow the story because he's a very visual storyteller, and that is an art we're sadly starting to lose in filmmaking nowadays. Um, so whatever he gives us, it's going to look pretty. Uh, grim dark, but pretty. I uh, just hope we don't see Superman in that uh, black suit the whole fucking movie. We're gonna. I know we're gonna. Yeah, as long as he didn't have the weird long hair. Uh, Batman's not the butt of all the jokes. Sorry, I had more notes. Because um, in the theatrical cut, Batman's just there to make that's gonna hurt jokes. Yeah. Uh, and, and get shit on for not having powers. And it, it's maybe the most pussified version of Batman I think we've ever seen. Yeah. Because he yeah. does fucking nothing except pay for everything. Um, uh, looks like we get glimpses of Cyborg not fully in control of his body, which mm-hmm. makes sense because in this version he comes from a mother box, which is alien technology. Cool stuff to play with. Uh, we see Darkseid, Steppenwolf, and I think that's Desaad wearing the hood. So potentially another minion of Darkseid before he comes. Um, no stupid red sky. Cool with that. And then the, the, the quote they ended on, um, I love... And I hope it sets the tone for the movie. It's, it's the quote where Flash is like, uh, he's faced thousands of other heroes on the worlds he's conquered before, and we have to assume he's beaten all of them. And Batman says, uh, I don't care how many demons he's faced on how many hells, he's never fought us, not us united. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I just love hopeful Batman, or at least confident Batman, not mopey, I fucked up and killed Superman Batman. I mean... So. It's kind of hard to be mopey when you're a billionaire. You would think, right? I mean, what's that idiot, that, uh, that stand-up comedian that has that show on Comedy Central where he just watches videos and makes fun of them? No idea. Anyway, okay. he's got a funny <laughs> quote. He says, uh, money can't buy happiness. It's like, bullshit. Have you ever seen anybody frown on a jet ski? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, jumping into what I think... It's going to be a really interesting, uh, whether it's amazing or terrible, really interesting movie, and we're going to have a lot to talk about. From James Gunn, The Suicide Squad. Not Suicide Squad 2, The Suicide Squad, which looks to be a sort of soft reboot for the whole franchise. Uh, We're carrying over some cast members and some uh, characters from the first movie. Uh, hold on, I have notes. So we've got Margot Robbie back as Harley Quinn, Viola Davis back as Amanda Waller, Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg, who I have to say, after watching him in the first season of um, uh, Altered Carbon, I am a much bigger Joel Kinnaman fan now than I was when the first movie came out, and still can't believe I'm saying this, Jai Courtney is back as Captain Boomerang, thank God. Uh, and it looks like he's actually going to throw some boomerangs this time, so cool. Yeah, like, I mean, goddamn, there's how many fucking characters in this? A lot, because um, those are just the ones that are coming back. Uh, there's a whole bigger list of new characters. Um, so we, we got sort of a behind-the-scenes look. It wasn't really a full-on trailer. Um, but it's described as a 1970s war movie combined with a uh, James Gunn comedy. Which, if you're unfamiliar with James Gunn, other than the Guardians movies, go watch Slither. And super. Uh, and I think you'll get the tone of what this movie is going for, which is, yeah, we're going to make jokes and we're going to laugh, but they're not going to be jokes you want to tell your 10-year-old. Uh, this, earmuffs, this, Billy. Earmuffs. Yeah, this looks very much like a movie for grown-ups. 
And yeah, I'm excited about be, that. This is going to be a hard R for sure. Despite the fact that, and again, I love this about James Gunn, the tone of his 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 comedy and whatnot is going to be very adult, and his his action is going to be very graphic because that's how he is in those movies. But the visual style, there's already more color in the costumes and the settings of this movie than in the entire first Suicide Squad movie. Even, again, like, uh, Rick Flagg is a boring, forgettable military guy in the first movie. And this one, he's wearing a bright yellow fucking t-shirt. He looks very superhero-y, costume-y, and everyone, like, their their costumes aren't like that downplayed, grungy, gritty, street clothes look that the first movie had. It's, no, they're superheroes, they're super villains, and they're wearing costumes. I'm still waiting to see if Katana shows up. This is my girl, Katana. You don't want to get cut by her sword, because it'll... Eat your soul. Like, what? The most ham-fisted fucking exposition. But Um, yes, just from the the two and a half minute trailer that wasn't a trailer, it was just a sneak peek of characters, or actors as characters in character, in costume. We need to take bets. There needs to be a pool on who is the slipknot for this movie. Who, which one will be the first one to die? Well, yeah, that's the thing. I, I, I expect, again, being James Gunn, we're not going to get one random disposable character who's clearly there just to die. There's Let's run through the list. There's 15 disposable yeah. characters. Yeah. Um, we have Idris Elba playing Bloodsport, who looks very much like a stand-in for Deadshot, but we'll come back to that. Mm-hmm. John fucking Cena as Peacemaker. Peter Capaldi as The Thinker. Michael Rooker, because it's being made by James Gunn, mm-hmm. as Savant, Flula Borg as Javelin, uh, David, I'm going to mispronounce his last name, Dash Mikshian, uh, as Polka Dot Man, you know him as funny Russian guy from Ant-Man, uh, Steve Aggie, the comedian, as King Shark, we're getting fucking King Shark. Uh, Again, the animated movie with Constantine had King Shark yes. and, and Captain Boomerang. It was awesome. Yes. Uh, Mei Ling Ning, I think is her last name, as Mon Gal, which is a really interesting inclusion. We'll come mm. back to that. Pete Davidson as Blackguard, who's my odds on money for the first one to die. God, I hope he uh, I wish he died in real life. So, And, again, because it's James Gunn, my man, Nathan Fillion, as TDK, quote-unquote. Yeah, that's his name. Sure. He's not Arm Fall Off Boy. Sure, James Gunn. Sure. Hint, what the hint, fuck wink, is wink. TDK? No one fucking knows. There's no it said one. said something else at the end. There's, there's, that is what they credit him as, is TDK. Um, and then, of course, again, falling under the because it's a James Gunn movie, Sean Gunn, <laughs> playing a CGI mocap character, Weasel. Weasel. Um, huge cast. Looks like a lot of fun actors. Looks like everyone's having a good time making this. But if you don't recognize any of those character names, don't worry. They are some very, very obscure characters from the annals of the DC uh, mythology. The detachable kid. Right. He's arm fall off boy. Just call him that. Um, Arm fall off boy. Explain. Yeah, there it is. There's his (laughs) actual superhero name. What the fuck? Yes. I love it. So he takes his arm off and beats people with it. Yep. And that's Nathan Fillion. That is Nathan Fillion. God damn, that's that's legit right there. So, this is what I love about this. Again, we've got some some cool actors, some big name actors, but a lot of lesser known people playing lesser known characters. So it feels like in this movie, 
with the exception of probably Margot Robbie, maybe Jai Courtney, maybe Joel Kinnaman, uh, maybe Idris Elba. It feels like everybody except those guys is completely 50-50 they make it or not. I'm pretty sure Cena's going to die. Because I want to say Cena is going to be like the dude in... Um, what was that fucking horror movie that had Jane Silent Bob in it? Um, they made like three or four of them. God damn it. It was about some like biological mutant thing. Feast? Remember oh, Feast? Oh, yeah. It was like Feast 2, I think. Do you think he's like the the, the false hero who's going to... Yeah, the dude shows up and it says likelihood to die or... Uh, what is the possibility of living except better than God? And then he immediately gets shot in the face two seconds later. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I think Cena's going to be there. And then I still think Polka Dot Man might be the first guy. I'm hoping it's Pete Davidson because I hate Pete so, Davidson. But. Looking at, and one of my complaints about the first Suicide Squad was supposedly they're put together to uh, potentially thwart off an evil Superman-level threat. Mm -hmm. And the people we had to do that were Captain Boomerang, Harley Quinn, uh, a bunch of soldier guys, a human flamethrower, and a crazy witch. That was the best you could muster up. Yeah, sorry, and Croc. (laughs) Um, This movie, we've got plenty of shooty people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Harley Quinn, Rick Flagg, Captain Boomerang... Bloodsport, who again is very much looks like a stand-in for Deadshot. Um, he's similar. He doesn't have powers. He's a badass. Has lots of guns. And his daughter is in the movie. Who does that fucking sound like? Fucking Deadshot. Uh, and no hate. I love Idris Elba. I'm excited to see this. Uh, and be- again, anytime you're picking a lesser-known character, you get a lot more leeway with how you reinvent them. So I'm cool Still with that. Should have been Bronze Tiger. Peacemaker, a shooty guy. The Thinker uh, is literally he's like the smartest criminal mastermind. Um, Javelin. Guess what he does? He throws javelins. So you've got a lot of lower power guys, but then you've got Mongal, who is either going to be super depowered or. I like going to be like a third act Deus Ex Machina because Mongal is a a um, spinoff character of Mongol, who is one of the a dark side level character, a guy who literally fights Superman hand to hand on the regular. So she's throwing the whole power level uh, balance way out of whack. I'm trying to remember. Didn't she fight the? Many, what's not the, the Teen Titans? Didn't she fight Teen Titans Probably. a couple times or something like that? I don't know a lot about the character, uh, but again, her namesake is Mongol, and that is a guy who's and she comes from you know, they're they're somehow related. Um, I so think brother and sister, yeah, right? she's a a cosmic powered alien. Yeah. Um, so okay, and then Weasel and King Shark are like human animal hybrid things, like. We're running the game. Polka Dot Man, his his polka dots come off and they're like zero point energy storage containers. So we can have like, in the comics, it's like, oh, let me throw this orange polka dot. And surprise, it's like a dying star. Shit like that. Uh, so lots of toys in the toy box for James Gunn to play with. And that gets me excited. Um, yeah, and, and all the yeah. all the interviews and everything I've read keep saying it's it's unlike any other superhero movie ever made. Which every time somebody makes a superhero movie, that's the claim that they make. Mm-hmm. Can he live up to it? And he's the one director I think can. Because obviously when you take Guardians of the Galaxy, a small team that yep. barely anybody's ever heard of except for the diehard comic book nerds, and turn it into one of the biggest franchises in Marvel, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of leeway. 
And not only that, but their book didn't do well when the Guardians were just a comic book. Like, they were little-known characters for a reason. And James Gunn found a way to make them household names now. So the fact that you haven't heard of probably 90% of these characters going into the movie, under any other director, I'm like, wow, this is going to be a dumb movie. Why, are you, why, why did you guys pick this lineup? But under James Gunn, I'm like, no, perfect. The yep. less I know about these characters going in, the better. Um, it looks very much like uh, the A-Team with supervillains, um, which gets me excited because I love me some A-Team. That's all I really had for notes. One of my shirts. Oh, uh, uh, King Shark, played by Steve Aggie, but may or may not be voiced by Taika Waititi. Because Taika Waititi's name is in the credits, but we have no role for him. And uh, so, again, lots of uh, Marvel uh, chocolate getting in the DC peanut butter. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, but no, I, I am very excited for this movie just because I don't know what to expect from it. And, and that's the best thing I can say is, is, again, if you want a good primer for what I believe is going to be James Gunn's the, the Suicide Squad, go watch Slither and Super. Um, Slither is a horror movie with Arm Fall Off Boy himself, Nathan Fillion. It's a very gross-out horror movie. Super is Rain Wilson from The Office as a very boring, mundane superhero. But goddamn, is that movie fantastic. I love it. Uh, especially in the third act when it just gets like batshit insane. Um, I, I think those are going to be your much, much more the template for this movie than Guardians is going to be. Yeah, I think Guardians is way more mainstream and child friendly, and this is not going to yeah. be that. Movie. There will still be, like you said, there will be the the edgy comedy and everything else. Like people will be doing one liners and, sh- and shit in the middle before they like breaking people's necks and stuff left and right. But, I mean, there's going to be a lot more blood and guts and titties and everything else yep. in this movie. Maybe not titties. Hopefully. Probably not Margot Robbie's titties. Maybe Mongal's titties. <laughs> I don't know. These are the important questions. John Cena's titties. There sure. you go. Uh, all right. So that wraps up the movies. Uh, we're going to move on to what I think will be some shorter topics. we got some video games coming. Uh, and the first one I have written down is Gotham Knights from Warner Brothers Montreal. Scheduled for a 2021 release date. Um, no relation to the Arkham series, but in a world where Batman has apparently died, it's up to Nightwing, Batgirl, Red Hood, and Robin to take up the slack and defend Gotham. Uh, we get a tease of the Court of Owls at the end of the trailer, uh, and, and the Talons, their assassins as villains, uh, which leads me to think Batman's probably not really dead. Uh, but this is billed as a fast-paced, open-world co-op game. Uh, where you can play solo or have a friend jump in with you and go fight and clean up the streets of Gotham. What'd you think? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of one of those, like, if it's going to be drop-in, drop-out, co-op, cool, but is it just going to be a brawler-style game? It, it looks know? like they're setting up a deeper story. Um, I mean, I'm all, and, about, and... I'm all about cool DC video games. Like, obviously, the Arkham series is fantastic. Um... Like, a, DC games are good. I mean, Batman video games are always good, and now that we're getting other characters involved, it should be even better, as long as, like you said, we delve into it and get new original stories or deeper into their origins. Not even origins, but just deeper into their stories. You're letting somebody else take the, sh- the, the limelight off of Batman, um, and you're making it about secondary characters, which 
you know, Titans, the TV show, and everything else has done a very good job of. Um, I think, I mean, fuck it, yeah. I'm always looking for another good game to play. It, it looks like a fun action Three game. or four years, let it yeah. come out, and then I'll play it. Once you're done with it, I'll well, borrow it. there's eight million DLCs out for it. Yeah, I'll yeah. just buy the the, um, the Ultimate Edition, like I did with The Witcher. <laughs> it looks cool. I like the concept of the game. Um, the inclusion of the Court of Owls makes me very intrigued mm-hmm. because I love the Court of Owls. They're probably the best thing to come to Batman in the comics in the last ten years. And we haven't really gotten a lot of them in media outside of the comics, so I'm excited for that. Um, it looks like we're getting some customization stuff where you can change out your suit, change out your gear, which is cool because I'm all about the customizations. We see at least a couple different versions of Robin, so I don't know if that's just changing out the Robin costume or if we're getting multiple versions of Robin. Uh, the default, and I don't know if they've announced which version of the character it is, but the default Robin you see at the start looks very Damien-esque. Later on, you see a mostly red and yellow uh, that looks much more Tim Drake, Red Robin. So again, I don't know if those are just cosmetic suit swaps or if they're different characters. Um, it looks like it's Barbara Gordon is Batgirl because we see her in the Watchtower. Um, I'm assuming Red Hood is Jason Todd and Nightwing Dick Grayson. So that's cool. But again, it leaves the door open for. I mean, there's a lot for 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 a guy who works alone. Batman has a lot of partners, quote unquote. Uh, there's tons of other secondary Batman characters you could bring in or even DC characters in general um, so this is definitely if it's being sold as like a game as a service like a Destiny kind of thing you could bring in new characters every few months and, and uh, um, villains we see again Court of Owls we see Mr. Freeze uh, and they're supposed to level up with you as a character so if you're fighting Mr. Freeze when you're a level 2 he'll be easier than if you're like a level 50 or whatever uh, so that leads me to think you can have multiple encounters with the same villains. Um, the fact that it's pitched as open world sounds cool. We see him driving around motorcycles in Gotham City. Um, I think Robin uses the Justice League Watchtower teleporter. All cool stuff. All hinting at a larger universe. Uh, one thing I'll give this over the next thing we're going to talk about is we saw a lot of actual in-game footage which is always good, so that the action looks very Arkham-esque, very fast-paced, beat-em-up kind of stuff, uh, but tweaked to each character. So I'm assuming each character plays a little differently based on their style. I mean, Red Hood's dual-wielding pistols, and Robin's using a extendable bow staff. So some variety there. Um, this could just be yeah. maybe dipping their toes in the water of like a Young Justice Universe-like video game, which I'm all about. Yeah. Um, and it really feels like this is in response to Marvel's Avengers game that, you know, we've already gotten some Both the games we're on. talking about now look yeah. very similar to Marvel's Avengers, yeah. um, which I'm looking forward to next week when it finally hits. Um, so Gotham Knights, again, it looks cool. It looks interesting. I'm, I'm glad to see a Batman universe game that isn't necessarily all about Batman. Again, I don't think Batman's really dead. The fact that you're bringing in the Court of Owls, uh, he's either uh, lost or kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't read the Court of Owls storyline from Scott Snyder, not Zack Snyder, mm-hmm. it's a fantastic comic book art. Go read it. It's great. Um, but that jumps to the next game, which is in the Batman Arkham universe from Rocksteady Games, scheduled for a 2022 release. Great title. Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. I'm more excited about this than I am the other one. Now, again, the one negative about the Suicide Squad trailer is that it's all a big cutscene. We never, we don't see any actual gameplay in the trailer at all, which is disappointing. 
but what we can surmise, again, it's set in the Arkham universe, but it's not in Gotham, it's in Metropolis. So, cool way to change things up. Uh, apparently, in the midst of a Brainiac invasion, there's a giant Brainiac skull ship. Uh, the Justice League, or at least Superman, appears to be under Brainiac's control. Hence, Amanda Waller sends in the Suicide Squad to take them out. <coughs> um, cool premise for a game. Getting to play as the bad guys. That's a fun way to mix things up. But, uh, at the risk of sounding like a broken record, it's a wonderful player co-op with the single-player mode. Uh, Open-world action with RPG elements. I'm fine with this it. This is exactly what Gotham Knights is, but different characters. So, uh, the, it looks like our main characters are Deadshot, Captain Boomerang, Harley, and King Shark. A great quartet. Uh, I'm presuming there'll be other members you can download later and play as. Don't really know. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping it's not the same style because I don't want Avengers, Gotham Knights, and this to all be the same style of game. Hopefully this one is more... I don't know, a shooter, like a third-person, not a rail shooter, but a third-person shooter, except maybe for King Shark, obviously, he doesn't need a gun, but I don't know, they just, hopefully there's enough gameplay to differentiate the three, because other than that, it's just like swapping skins with a different story, it's the same gameplay, everything else, and I'll get bored with that Um, in 10 years when I play it, but, I mean, it's cool, like, I'm excited about the Suicide Squad movie, I think this is a cool, uh, not really an aside to it, but it'll come out around the same time, and um, it's just interesting, a good way to make some more money. I think just and fact, Steady doing it's going to yeah, be awesome. So I think that's your main selling point: is hey, it's another game in the DC universe by the people who made the Arkham series. That alone is going to sell this game. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the cinematic we saw looked cool. I like their versions of these characters, but without seeing any gameplay, it's kind of hard to, to judge early, this early. Um, there were rumors before the trailer came out that Rocksteady was working on either a Superman game or a Justice League game. I was really excited for those ideas. Looks like this is what they were doing. Is mm-hmm. it's, it's a game that involves Superman and the Justice League. Um, again, I'm glad to see other characters besides Batman get some time in the spotlight. Rocksteady nailed it with their Batman games. I was really hoping they were going to take a crack at Superman so we could get a decent Superman game, but apparently not. Eh. Superman's one of those characters. He's hard to put in a video game because he's so OP. It's just, I mean, it'd be like that Mortal Kombat game is like, or Injustice. You've got to like depower him, put him on the same level as everybody else, and then it just gets boring. See, I think he's perfect for a video game because that's all a video game is about. Is you've got all these cool superpowers, and and I mean that that's that, like The Witcher is how many spell slots do you have? How many powers can you do? Like. Video games are made for that. So. I mean, I bought it and I haven't even started it yet. So well, there you go. I mean, fuck. <laughs> um, but no, this looks interesting. Uh, definitely not a coincidence that uh, I don't think that it and the Suicide Squad movie are going to be coming out around the same time. Suicide Squad apparently is a hot uh, property at, at DC. Um, I'm, again, I'm glad to see smaller characters getting some limelight, getting some love. It's not all about Batman. Even though it's still kind of all about Batman. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see. Um, Because Ian, in the Rocksteady Arkham verse, I think at this point, Batman is dead or gone or missing. I don't remember. So, I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, I don't remember. What was there? Like Arkham Asylum, which was fantastic. Arkham City and then Arkham Knight, which is the one that's just terrible. Yeah, and then in between those was Arkham Origins, which is in the universe but wasn't made by the same company, so a lot of people piss on it. Um, 
Mm. Yeah. Which is also because uh, in the earlier Arkham games, you do come across a Deadshot, and he's a white guy. And in this one, which is supposed to be in the same universe, Deadshot is very much a, a black guy. So that'll be interesting for them trying to explain, or or not. I don't know. Because it's supposed to be all the same universe. So, whatever. Maybe like the Boondocks, like, what was that, Uncle Ruckus? He's got the reverse vitiligo. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was it for video games. Two very similar sounding games. Uh, hopefully they'll be different enough to make themselves worth buying both games. <coughs> we'll find out. Uh, so then our last two topics are, I'm classifying as in development they're, they're movies, but we, we didn't nothing's been shot yet, so we have no footage to look at. Um, but we're getting some more information about them. And the first thing we're going to talk about, obviously, is the Flash movie, which is either spiraling out of control or is snowballing in the best way possible. I don't know quite know yet. Um, it looks like we're getting some version of the Flashpoint storyline where Flash tries to fix his own past and ends up totally fucking up the entire reality and then tries to set it back correctly. <clears throat> but it looks like it's going to be, or sounds like it'll be, Flash going through the DC multiverse. We've already confirmed Michael Keaton will return as Batman, as a version of Batman in this movie, and it was announced right before DC Fandom that Ben Affleck will also be returning as a version of Batman. So... Affleck's not done playing Batman quite yet. Yeah, I mean, I'm just... There's so many other stories that they can do with the Flash other than Flashpoint. And I'm just so fucking sick of Flashpoint. We've got it in animated movies. we got it in uh, the TV series. we got it in fucking three or four different versions on fucking the comic books. I'm just like, fuck off with the Flashpoint. Like, find a new... Just like Batman. Stop showing me, like... Uh, Martha getting shot and his yeah. dad getting shot and Joe Chill. Like, I don't care. Like, stop showing it. Fuck Uncle Ben. Like, I'm sick of origin <laughs> stories. Like, stop doing fucking multiverse Flashpoint bullshit. And the, the genius of Flashpoint as a movie is it's a great way to reset everything. Yeah, but I it's was, lazy. Exactly, exactly. I was, I was, so when people kept saying, oh, uh, the Flash movie will be Flashpoint, I'm like, it's too early for that yet. We haven't really established this DC universe. Why would we reset it again? Flash forward and now, that's exactly what DC wants to do. Uh, I really feel like this is a way of, of them to introduce the idea of the multiverse into the cinematic universe. So that either, from this point going forward, either we've streamlined all these weird standalone projects into one universe. Or we've just kicked the doors wide open and we're acknowledging that the Batman is in a different timeline as Affleck is in a different timeline from Keaton is in a different, you know, like we're just, we're just going to kick the floodgates open and Hey, these things aren't all going to connect. They are, they're, you know, I don't know, but that's the only reason I can wrap my head around why you do flashpoint. And my only complaint then is if, if that's what we're doing with flashpoint is if we're basically going to do flash travel through the multiverse, which could be a cool movie. I love multiverse. I love the Elseworld story. Uh, I don't just want to see eight different versions of Batman. Show me some other alternate characters. Uh, they did this in CW, but it'd be cool to see Brandon Routh get to come back and be a cinematic Superman at some point. That'd be cool. Uh, you could bring back <coughs> um, 
I had it. I lost it. Um, Linda Carter as a version of Wonder Woman. Again, CW did this with their Crisis on Infinite Earths, where they just literally brought back anyone who's ever been in a DC property on TV ever at any point in, in the past, and we're going to throw you in for a cameo. Uh, leaving out some characters from the movies and stuff. Do that on the big screen. Do it bigger. Uh, that'd be cool. I mean, it's just going to be hard to top because the best scene of the whole thing was the flash scene where uh, uh, Grant, Grant Gustin. Gustin met Ezra Miller yeah. both as the Flash. And that was the best scene of the entire fucking series. But, I mean, whatever. Fuck, just get it done. I'm sick of hearing about it. It's one of those movies that it's either going, they need to hurry up and fucking do it now. Or just trash it. Never fucking do it. Let Ezra go do whatever indie no. bullshit where he's making out with guys in a hallway. Whatever shit he wants to do, let him go do it. But goddamn, like, just stop teasing the Flash and the metallic robo-suit and all this other shit. Just fucking do it well, or move on to something else. I feel like the movie we're getting is not at all the movie they originally wanted to make. Uh, I feel like this is, this is sort of a... Batman v Superman started its life as Man of Steel 2. Mm-hmm. And then snowballed out of control and turned into the introduction to the entire DC Universe movie. I feel like Flash, this project, when it was originally announced like three years ago, was a standalone Flash movie with Ezra Miller to fill in the backstory of that character. And and maybe have some fun villain fights. And now it has snowballed into, we're going to use this to streamline our movie universe. Uh, Because you don't throw in, not one, but two Batman in a movie... If it's just going to be a fun Flash story. And that's my concern here is, is Flash going to drown in his own movie because people are just going to see Batman? That's my, like, I, I the fact that, let me back up. I had a conversation with a, a friend of mine who's like, yeah, I'm excited for it because I want to see Batman. I'm like, if you're going to the Flash movie to see Batman, you've already fucked up. Not you as a fan. Warner Brothers has already fucked up. You're not selling the Flash. You're selling us Batman. Yeah, you become a secondary character in your own movie, and it's just fucking... It's what happened with Terminator Salvation. Like, you have... All your emphasis was supposed to be on John Connor, but then you bring in Sam Worthington as the Terminator, who's way more interesting than John than Christian Bell as Tom Con- or John Connor. And you just lose the movie and almost bankrupt the franchise because your emphasis was on the wrong person. And it's just, it fucking blows my mind that all these fucking people that get this much money to make these type of movies don't know what the fuck they're doing. How the fuck do these people get to the positions that they're in? I understand, I completely understand, fake it till you make it and everybody lies on the resume (laughs) and everything else. And then, like, you lie in the interview and end up getting the job and it's just... How the fuck do these people get jobs? Well, what frustrates me is for so long, Warner Brothers had the keys to the kingdom. Warner Brothers owns DC outright. So, you know, the, the, the reason it took so long to start getting good Marvel movies is it took that long for Marvel to realize that comic book movies could be successful, to get some under some experience uh, uh, producers... And figure out what to do, what not to do. And then the big thing was, at that point, in 2006, I think, when when Marvel Studios was founded, all their big-name characters were sold off to other production companies. So we had to look, okay, who do we have left and what can we do with that? And as fate would have it, we had the Avengers still. So let's make the Avengers. Warner Brothers, from the start, never had any of those issues. Warner Brothers, every DC movie ever made has been made by Warner Brothers because it's all one giant company. 
So there was nothing ever stopping them from having Batman and Superman hang out with Wonder Woman and Green Lantern and The Flash and Aquaman and fucking Mr. Mixelplixic and, and, and Batmite. They own all those characters. But for so many years, they had this, this ideology of if it isn't an instantly recognizable character name, no one will go see it. Which is why we had decades of Batman or Superman or Batman or Superman or Batman or Batman again, then a Superman. That's all they would do is because those were names they, they thought they could sell to mainstream audiences. Even when Marvel was making hand over fist with fucking Guardians of the Galaxy and Iron Man, they were like, no, 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 no we're going to do Batman again. They finally tried with, with Green Lantern, and that was a fucking dumpster fire. And, and it feels like my, my concern with, with Flash having multiple Batman in it is it, it sounds on the surface. I don't know the script. I haven't seen the movie because it doesn't exist yet. But what it looks to me is it's a step back in the wrong direction of, well, we'll make Flash, but can you put Batman in it? In fact, can you put two Batman in it? Because we don't think Flash will sell. Put a couple Batman in it. Uh, we've, we've finally gotten, I thought, past that thinking of if it isn't Batman or Superman, people won't go see it. When goddamn Aquaman is the highest grossing movie of the DC Warner Brothers universe, suck it, Nolan. Can we get out of this thinking that we have to attach Batman to everything to sell it to the public? I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm reading way too far into it. But that's my knee-jerk reaction when I see all these... these, If it's a Flash movie, Flash should be your draw. Should be your main character. I hope these are just really cool cameos in a Flash movie. And we're not building... We're not making Flash a supporting character in his own movie. Because, again, we finally... Shazam was great. Wonder Woman was fantastic. Aquaman was way better than an Aquaman movie should have been. They were all great because we got out of this thinking of it's got to be a Batman or a Superman movie. We, it's like, no, just look at these characters, embrace what makes them those characters, do that, ugh, crank it to 11, people will have a good time. Yeah. And and granted, they're not all billion-dollar movies, but look at from Wonder Woman to Shazam to Aquaman to Birds of Prey, not all billion-dollar movies, but... They've gone over much better with fans and critics because they're letting the characters be the characters. They're not trying to force them into to one mold. They're not painting everybody with the Batman brush. They're, they're letting the characters be themselves, and we're not afraid to do lesser-known characters because they still might have interesting stories to tell. I hope we're not losing track of that. Well, my biggest thing with The Flash is that the villain is going to be a speedster, and I'm so fucking sick of speedsters. So I, I would almost bet that Reverse Flash, maybe not Savitar, but what's the other one? The White Flash guy, Godspeed. Like I could almost bet that those two will show up in there somehow, some way, and that's fine. And Wally West will probably show up. It's fine. I get it. But goddamn, just like you're saying, if it's going to be like a road trip movie and he's bouncing from multiverse, just like Bill and Ted. Yeah. Don't make your secondary characters. Your primary focus. Right. Let Flash carry his own fucking movie. Make Ezra Miller interesting as hard as it's going to be. He's a fucking quirky little nerd and it's hard to keep up with him. But if you can make him interesting like you did in a two minute scene on a TV show. If you can can just expand that just a little bit. I'll be fucking happy. But again, like you said, as long as there's not too much Batman shit in it. As long as it's not like 
Affleck's in the background, like basically in his ear talking through the universe. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see Ke- him and Keaton fighting the entire fucking movie. Cause it better be Keaton's old, and he probably gets his ass, getting his ass kicked, and then Ezra shows up and helps him out, and then he gets a nugget of wisdom or something. Cool. You should limit their interactions to five minutes. If you're doing multiverse, you should limit Affleck and everybody like, hey, we only need you for like three days, man. Put yeah. the suit on, beat the shit out of a couple guys, roll on. We don't need you and any more than that. Again, Affleck makes sense if, if your goal is to, here's the Batman this Flash knows to then contrast when he falls into the multiverse. That's not the Batman I know. Yeah. It makes sense. If you bookend your movie that way, like, you start out, whatever he does, you know, if he runs back in time to save Iris from a gunshot, whatever it is. If Bats, if Affleck's like, man, you probably shouldn't do this, This you should probably just let her go. And he does it anyways, and he comes back, and all of a sudden Keaton's Batman, and he just go, they just roll on. Okay, that makes sense in the narrative. But don't fucking just, like, Bounce to bounce to bounce to bounce. And yeah. just, we're just like, God damn, here's another. Well, I gotta go find Batman because so, Batman's my anchor yeah, for yeah. every universe. Uh, the original Flashpoint story, he goes back to try and stop his mother from being murdered, which the show did mm-hmm. in spades. Um, comes back to the timeline and then realizes he fucked up somewhere, everything's wrong. Um, the main villain, if there is a villain, is Reverse Flash. Mm-hmm. And he comes to a world where, and this would have been a cool version of Batman to see, we might still see it, I don't know. But he comes to a, back to the world where the Batman now is Thomas Wayne. It wasn't Thomas and Martha mm-hmm. who got gunned down. It was Bruce who got gunned down. Mm-hmm. Thomas Wayne became Batman. And, spoiler, uh, Martha Wayne became Joker. Which was awesome. Yeah, great that was story. That cool. And that's what I love about the Elseworlds, the multiverse, is it gives you a way to take characters you know who are established, flip them on their heads, and say, what if? Uh, that's what's fun about the Elseworld stuff. So, again, we could be getting a third Batman that is the Thomas Wayne Batman. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we could be getting Reverse Flash as, if there is a villain of the story, Reverse Flash. Because Flashpoint doesn't necessarily have one central villain. It's more about fixing Barry's the timeline. Villain, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but those are all possible. Um, this is a big question mark to me. It could be amazing could be awesome i love multiverse stuff but at the same time my gut feeling when i hear all these other characters announced is it's sort of like when they announced hulk was going to be in a thor movie like oh great he's got more people to you know thor has more people to fight with for screen time in his own fucking franchise now because he's already been tug of warring with loki for forever uh and and i was proven wrong riding a rock for the most part great movie him and hulk have good chemistry it worked so I hope I'm wrong. I hope it all works. I don't want these to fail. I want to see cool movies. But that's my knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, like, I'm I'm, I'm very excited for Wonder Woman. Like, I'm pretty excited for Suicide Squad. I'm kind of meh on emo Batman. And then I'm definitely like, well, I guess I'll go see the Flash movie. Because it's just it's one of those things that we've been waiting on forever. There's potential. Uh, it's ebbed and flowed, and I think we're at the low tide moment because we've gone through, what, four or five different directors like there's no clear vision for this movie and i'm just it's one of those things that it, if it's going to happen cool hurry up and pump it out yeah. let us shit on it and move on or just give it up yeah let's, uh, let's and, cut and, our losses and just fucking move and on again, to a different property I, I think what we're going to get is going to be eight different evolutions away from what it was originally supposed to be yeah. so i think that's part of why this they've been holding on to it so long but we're going to shift gears. Our last topic today is a project that, speaking of waiting forever to get to, uh, <coughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson even said it himself, 
This is the one I've been waiting for. Because at this point, we're about a decade in to Dwayne The Rock Johnson being announced as playing Black Adam. What the fuck he's playing Black Adam in has changed more times than I can count. But Black Adam is getting his own movie, played by Dwayne Johnson, um, and confirmed as of fandom who he's going against. And this this project, everything I hear, I'm more excited for. So Black Adam traditionally is a villain. He's a, a, a basically bad guy Shazam. He's a prior champion who was given the powers of Shazam. They went to his head. He became a dictator and ruled over his own little corner of the world. He's the reason why the wizard Shazam is so hesitant to give power to Billy Batson when we meet him is because he's seen what happens if you pick the wrong champion. So, focusing a movie on a villain, awesome. <coughs> um, the question then is, okay, so who's your villain fighting if he's already a villain? If, if, our, if our protagonist is a bad guy, quote-unquote, who does he face off against? And I never in a million years would have picked this, but they're having him face off with the JSA, the Justice Society of America, the Golden Age precursor to the Justice League of America. Oh, we're getting fucking nerdy, and goddamn, I love this. He's going to be fighting off with <clears throat> Adam Smasher, Hawkman... <clears throat> Cyclone and Dr. Fate which of the JSA are even pretty obscure members of the JSA because your big three for JSA are Golden Age Flash, Golden Age Green Lantern and I am forgetting the third one now I'm a bad comic book fan uh, so they're not even going with like the big three of the JSA yeah I was like don't look at me because I don't fucking I, was, <coughs> I, I thought I, I was Superman for gonna bug me all show now uh, maybe that's just his friends it's fine <laughs> i don't know um this is awesome this sounds awesome and, and i i'm really curious as to the period this is going to be set in because black adam being a character who's he starts back in egyptian times and follows through to present day the jsa historically i mean literally was created in the 40s and even in Various versions of the comics, they're still the the early precursor that would become later the Justice League. So they're always a generation uh, behind, or, uh, prior to the heroes we know. This could easily be set in like the 40s, uh, that which would be awesome. A, a 1940s set superhero movie starring a villain. That's something I haven't seen before. It would be cool if it's a fucking tie-in to the Indiana Jones universe and the Nazis unearth <laughs> some kind of Egyptian artifact and they summon Black Adam thinking he's going to be their hero, but he ends up turning on them. Just this fucking movie, man. I'm down for that. That opening scene sounds badass. Um, I just feel like it's going to be another like anti-hero movie where like because it's The Rock, you can't really make him a villain. He was a villain in Doom. But it didn't turn out so well. But I just want The Rock as a bad guy. Let him be yes. a bad guy. Yes. I don't want him to be an anti-hero to where he shows up and he's like fucking around. He just shows up in like 1940s America and it's the end of the war. And he's just like, eh, fuck it. I'm going to start fucking shit up. And then these four clowns show up and he fights them, but he doesn't really know why. And then they treat him as a villain even though he's not really a villain. He's just like a, compu uh, like a compu confused wizard in the middle of nowhere. And you're just like... This is fucking stupid. Like, why no, are they fighting? No. I don't want them to... 
to be fighting, and then you have another big bad come up, and all of a sudden he turns and fights yes. that guy too. Like, I don't, that's exactly what we don't want. Exactly what they pick, should not be. Yeah, pick one or the other. If he's going to be a bad guy, be a bad guy. Come in, beat the ever-loving shit out of these guys, take over the world, and then you see Shazam come in at the very end or something, and they have a big fight. Yeah. Or you see, I don't know, anybody else, Superman, anybody else shows up, and they fight. Leave Black Adam as a bad guy. I am a hundred percent with you on that. Uh, they keep and this again. The only thing I'm concerned about is they keep referring to Black Adam as an antihero. No, no, that's not what antihero means. Antihero is the Punisher. He's a guy who might be doing good, but the way he's going about it is pretty fucked up. That's Logan. not what. Yeah, that's not what Black Adam is. Black Adam is a villain. Through and through. He is a, a guy who is corrupted by the power he's given, who founds his own little dictatorship in his own little corner of the world. Um, he's Dr. Doom, basically. Yeah, basically. And and he might occasionally do a not terrible thing, but he's, it's, it's what makes him a villain is his ex- extremity. Extremism? There we go. That's a word. Uh, he's a guy who 110% the ends justify the means. Uh, so yes, he ends up creating a peaceful civilization ruled under his own foot. Like that's the thing of dark side or dark side of black Adam. Um, so I'm excited to see the character get his own movie. I'm really excited with the, the people they've chosen to have him face off against because Hawkman, depending on which version you do, uh, is a guy who's reincarnated every 10 years or so. So again, could be at any point in time, uh, Dr. Fate, his powers are granted from the helmet, so it could be any number of people who have worn the helmet and been Dr. Fate. Uh, Adam Smasher's a guy who's essentially like Ant-Man or Giant-Man, uh, but traditionally he's usually in the 30s and 40s. Cyclone, not gonna lie, don't know fuck about her, I uh, don't really care. Uh, but those are, again, so th- this could be, it might not be, could be, him getting, like you said, like awoken by the Nazis or something. Uh, he has his, he, he starts to reestablish his empire. Uh, the JSA comes in to stop him. <clears throat> we tussle, whatever. And, and at the end of this, uh, maybe the JSA think they've stopped him or trapped him or contained him again. But then our post credit scene is him being awoken and he, you know, like he comes face to face with Billy Batson or something. Because obviously you're setting those two up. Uh, it would be like making, um, uh, well, I was going to say giving the Joker his own movie and not having him meet Batman, uh, but we kind of did that already. Um, but even in Joker, Joker beats Bruce Wayne, so there. Uh, uh, stand, uh, not saying corrected. Introducing Black Adam and not having him face off against Shazam would just be stupid because they're each other's arch nemeses. Um, and we are getting a Shazam 2. They announced the title for it. I uh, didn't write it down, uh, but that that is still happening. It's Shazam Two Electric Boogaloo. Should be. Uh, it's like uh, Wrath of the Gods or something like that. I don't know. Um, I'm excited Shazam Two is happening. I like Shazam. I'm really excited for this movie. I'm excited that. And again, flip side of the coin from Flash. Flash. I'm worried we we don't trust people to buy in Flash, so we're throwing in a bunch of Batman. This project. We're, Black Adam is our main character, who's already a pretty obscure character. Yeah. As ask a compa fan to describe Black Adam, oh, he's like he's bad guy Shazam. 
That's about the most you're going to get. Yep. And then to round out that cast, we're going even more obscure with Dr. Fate and Hawkman, I would argue, or if you watch CW, you've seen them a couple times probably. Young Justice. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, but then Adam Smasher and Cyclone, like, we're going obscure. We're going yep. JSA. Um, so this movie, because of that, because we're exploring new territory, because it has the potential of being a movie focused on a villain set in the 40s or 50s or whatever those are things i haven't seen before i'm excited for this project uh and the fact that dwayne johnson's been sticking with this character for i think over 10 years at this point to get this made that instills faith in me that he's the guy driving this he really wants to get it done um his passion for the character inspires hope in me I'm so. really getting, like, the Grinch vibes from it. Like, let's do a movie about a bad guy, but let's make him sympathetic. And then it's going to be some shit like, I don't know, like, his family. Because what is the story of Black Adam? Like, his family was enslaved or something like that. So then when he gets the powers, he seeks revenge. And I, mm-hmm. the power overtakes him and corrupts him. But he started with the best of intentions. I, I really have the feeling that that's what's going to happen. I'm not saying he's going to meet, like, Cindy Lou Who and they're going to dance and <laughs> get married. And the spirit of Christmas is going to take him over. But... It just, it really feels like, it just feels like they're setting it up for, because they just don't want The Rock to be a bad guy. That's a concern. I, I share that concern with you. I don't want to see him watered down. You can make a villain be sympathetic. Uh, Loki, great example for, he, he's a villain through and through, but people still like the character. Uh, Magneto from X-Men, a villain through and through, but he has his very simple... You understand why he is the way he is. You can make him sympathetic and still be a villain. <coughs> I hope that's the tone we're going for. Uh, and, and he's... Him and Henry Cavill are buddies, and they keep teasing this Black Adam Superman face-off. And goddamn, I just want that to happen. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be one of those things where if it if it turns out to be because it could be what was the who's the guy in dc that like runs the um what's the the black justice league what are they called like the the villains uh the legion of doom yeah what's the not lex Luthor, but the other guy the like the immortal that's been around oh uh vandal savage yeah yeah yeah. so that's what makes me think that like black adam's going to show up and he'll be it's almost like lex Luthor in the multi or uh Crisis on Infinite Earths is like, you're a bad guy, but you have to work with the good guys because there's an even bigger bad out there. So I'm wondering if, you know, maybe Vandal Savage doesn't become, like, the main big bad, and then Black Adam realizes that if Vandal Savage takes over, he'll never be in control, so he has to team up with the JSA to take down Vandal Savage or something like that. Like, I just wonder... Because they'll have to do... Because they they won't make the rocker out-and-out villain, so he'll have to team up with somebody or do something redeeming um, with that character and that would aggravate me but I just have a feeling that's what's going to happen I'm not going to lie I love that pitch you just made (laughs) Vandal Savage is another character who's immortal so again it could be any point in time in the last like 2,000 years I think or or however old Vandal Savage is I think he's like a million because he was a caveman (laughs) there you go who ended up learning to speak there you go I would watch that movie. I'm fine with that movie. Having him... Uh, and again, I don't want to see it happen, but I can see that being the way they come at it is, is maybe Vandal Savage... Maybe Fuck, maybe Vandal Savage is the one who resurrects Black Adam because he needs help, and then Black Adam ends up, uh, whatever, having that crisis of conscience and realizing 
uh, no, you're even worse than I became. So he begrudgingly helps out the JSA to defeat him. But as long as they're not like BFFs at the end of the movie, I can kind of, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. That's, I, that sound, the whole thing you just pitched, I'll watch that movie. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Uh, and it's another obscure character from the comics, so it's got my stamp of approval. Yeah, um, I mean, I, yeah, they do a lot of this shit on like the just like the animated movies. Like, there's a ton of between Young Justice and the animated movies. They've covered all these stories, and it, I just wonder how they're going to try and pick and choose uh, what elements to bring into the live action. But with the Rock being in it, it just I don't know, man. I'm excited. I think He's that- such a draw, and I get it. But I mean, Skyscraper was so terrible. <laughs> you can't do Die Hard with a guy with one leg in China, and it just aggravated. And Doom, I still, I still, I'll still defend Doom. I love Doom. I think it's a good. It's not a good movie, but I like it. It's an enjoyable. It's entertaining. Movie. The Rock becomes a bad guy, and it, he gets the BFG, and it's still cool. You're, Who gives you're, a fuck? You're glossing over the best part of that whole movie. Carl two, Urban. Two words. Carl fucking Urban. <laughs> Well, three words, but yeah. No, no. Two words. Yeah. Carl, Carl fucking, fucking Urban. Urban. It's like one bite, everybody knows the rules, but I'm going to eat the whole pizza. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, this could be the... You know, I, mean, I love The Rock, and he's he's great in so many otherwise. Like, I fucking love Rampage. Uh, but there's this... For a guy who's as famous as he is, a, a lot of his movies are either sleeper hits or just flat-out bombs. This could finally give The Rock a franchise. He's trying to co-op Fast and Furious, but Hobbs and Shaw was terrible. I mean, it was an entertaining movie, but I, 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 I don't... I'm sure they'll make another one because it made money, but I don't think that's going to be, you know, like the thing The Rock becomes known for. Jumanji, maybe. I know they're making a third one. <coughs> I guess definitely a fourth one. Um, but Black Adam could finally be the thing that becomes synonymous with The Rock. Yeah, but The Rock's 50. Like, yeah, he's still in astronomical shape. I'll never be in, at any point in my life will I ever be as good of shape as The Rock is at 50. But he's 50. Like, he's been waiting 10 years to do this movie. He's got maybe 10 more. Like, I That's could, fine. Like, Stallone we can is crap all jacked trilogy. up on HGH and everything else. <laughs> like, at 72, 73, oh, yeah. whenever he made the last Rambo. Like, <laughs> last year. Yeah, whatever, Home Alone 8, whatever it was. Uh, I get it, like... With movie magic, we can make we can de-age De Niro to where he's not eighty-seven; he's fifty-seven. But still. he still moves like he's fucking eighty-seven. Oh, yeah, I turned that movie off. It was so terrible. <laughs> Fuck you, De Niro. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, like they have the technology, we can do it. I just it's one of those things where I'm like afraid that either they're going to rush it and then they're going to try and pump out three of them and they're all going to be terrible, or it's going to be awesome. But then we're going to wait five years for the next one, and then another five years, and then that's all. We may only get to see him once or twice right. as the character. He keeps billing it as, or at least in the, the not even really a trailer, they had like a, a motion comic thing that they presented. Uh, and his big thing was that the, the um, oh, how did he phrase it? The, the power in the DC universe is about to shift. So that to me sounds like he's got eyes on more than just a movie, more than just uh, being the bad guy in Shazam. <clears throat> I feel like he wants to plant his flag as making Black Adam the villain for DC going forward. And whatever, and, and, and <clears throat> right now the DC movie universe is a lot of strands that aren't quite tied together. Three to five years from now, we're going to be looking at a very different DC universe. 
I don't know what that looks like, but I'm excited. I'm at a point now where the projects they're announcing, for the most part, sound exciting and fresh and not so desperate that you couldn't tie them all together if you choose to, yeah. but also not built on, oh, we're all together. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. They'll never be as interwoven as the Avengers or that universe because they just, they can't. They've tried to shoehorn too much in. Right now, they're a bunch of kids all pissing in different parts of the same community pool. So, like, technically, we're close to each other. We're adjacent, mm-hmm. but we're not joined. Right. And I like how you phrase it like they're just... They're, they're grasping at straws, but at least the straws are in the same bag, maybe. They're not connected. They're yeah. not interwoven. Um, eventually, they could. They'll never be what Marvel was able to put together, because Marvel will never be, be able to do that again. Yeah. No, yeah. They'll never be able to take... 50 fucking characters and shoehorn them into two movies and make it work where they all got enough screen time. I mean, goddamn, you had Gwyneth Paltrow's rescue and it was cool. Yeah. You know, you had your women empowerment moments. You had, like, everything else. Like, whatever whatever label you want to put on it, it had representation in those movies and they were all good. Even Captain Marvel was good in that. She wasn't good in her own movie, <laughs> but she was good in those two movies. Yeah. And it was just, it'll never happen again. In DC fucking idiots man they've been trying i've said this to you before like they tried to force everything too fast they hey marvel's doing it why can't we because you haven't you didn't lay that groundwork exactly just like you said you had two characters and then you're trying to add four more that nobody really knows and or cares about like you're just forcing it you're it's like you're like my dad punishing me by making me eat peas (laughs) you know i don't like peas but you're sitting there telling me you're gonna like these peas i'm gonna give them to you three times a week until you fucking like and i didn't i never like i still don't fucking like them and if I see peas around me, I get mad. I pick them out of my rice at the Chinese restaurant. Like, I don't fucking care. But, no, and that's, again, that that's what I'm excited about. These projects they've announced so far, again, it feels like they are, they're not uh, being sold as, oh, look, we're part of the universe. They're picking projects and, and making projects to be good standalone projects. But... They aren't contradicting each other. They're they're not so far apart that three or five years down the road, we couldn't bring some of those together. We couldn't have Aquaman and Hawkman duke it out over something. We, mm-hmm. you know, again, there are different parts right now, but they're not so far apart we couldn't connect them down the road. And I think that's a good strategy to go for, is let's get some good projects under our belt. Let's build up that DC brand a bit and then circle around. And again, three to five years from now, to another Justice League movie or whatever you want to call it, another combine the universe project. And I feel like that that the Flash Flashpoint movie, whatever it ends up being called, is to service that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Aquaman is a perfect thing. Like it, it has a couple of references to Justice League, but if you didn't see Justice League, if you didn't see Batman v Superman, if you just jump into Aquaman, you're not going to be confused. You're going to be able to, it's a standalone movie. Wonder Woman uh, has a couple bookends with Bruce Wayne bringing her a photo. Other than that, stands on its own. Uh, Shazam has references to Batman and Superman. Other than that, stands on its own. Like that's a, you know we're not contradicting each other, we're not negating each other, but we're not dependent on each other. I think that's a good way to go forward for a while. Uh, but I do hope eventually we circle around to put them all together. People that are, are we're all prime. Mass audiences are now totally primed, and we get the whole everything's connected universe. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason anymore not to try that again later. But I just want something with Lobo in it. Like I got the one episode of Young Justice. Yeah, 
But I need like a Lobo series, like a, a TV show, maybe a Netflix show. It could be interesting. Or maybe just another animated movie. Because Lobo, like an intergalactic bounty hunter who can cut his dick off whenever he wants. Like, yep. it's just Lobo's fucking awesome. Lobo is one of those underrated characters, kind of like Spawn. And he's a really so, easy character to throw in random cameos for. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, the big bad. He's here. Cool. <laughs> Well, that's what we thought of DC Fandom and what we think of the DC Universe going forward. Um, what did we miss? What did we not talk about? There are a bunch of panels we didn't talk about. I think we covered the big ones. Uh, do you agree with us? Do you think we're idiots? Whatever. Let us know. Uh, I'm Obi-John. He's Julian. This has been your weekly Nerd Alert. Guys probably fought hundreds of thousands of other super beings on the other planets. He's destroyed, right? And we have to assume he's won. I don't care how many demons he's fought and how many hells. He's never fought us. Not us united.